Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Hi, caregivers. Carol Howell with Let's Talk Dementia here. I'm glad you've chosen to join me. I take a lot of pride in making sure my background appearance is pretty. Boy, is it different today. Well, it kind of goes along with what we want to talk about. If you're um, hearing this rather than watching it, if you're um, hearing it on one of our podcast um, mediums, then um, you're not seeing that the office is a mess. I see the vacuum cleaner and bells and shelving and, oh man, I don't know what all. Um, It's kind of what life's about. You know, just when you think you've got everything figured out, something changes and you've got to back up, start over, and make a new plan. So that's sort of what's going on in my life, Um, but it's all good because we are redoing some closets and have to take everything out of the closet in order to put new closet shelving in, and that's good, and I'm glad, but it sure is making a mess, and I don't like messes. I like for things to be organized, lined up, labeled, and just right. Well, guess what does not happen with caregiving? Lined up, labeled, organized, and just right. Well, no, that might happen for maybe 12 and a half minutes a day, (laughs) but it pretty much does not happen the rest of the day, and that is life, too. So we kind of are a little bit used to it, but then it really becomes a problem when we are caregiving for someone who cannot respond to us in the way we want them to And the way we need them to, we need them to respond to us in a certain way for their well-being to be able to accomplish certain tasks to keep them healthy and strong and vibrant and happy. And we need them to respond to us in a certain way for our benefit to make caregiving easier so that we can accomplish the task quickly and get on with the next thing. But we also need them to respond in a certain way to help us emotionally um, because it just feels better when our loved ones are quote unquote there and we miss them when they're not. So kind of thinking about that today when I'm thinking about when is it time to move your loved one to an assisted living or a skilled nursing or a memory care or maybe even to an independent living. When do we start doing these things? Well, there is no perfect time. I'm just going to tell you there are different things that happen in life that we go, okay, now is the time. But I don't know that there's a perfect time. I guess as close to perfect as we came with my sweet mama was across the street from where my husband and I lived. They built an assisted living and they were having an open house giving away a $100 gift card. And we decided on a Sunday afternoon we should go register to win the gift card. And we won it. That was nice. But my mama at that point was still working full time. She was about six, seven years post her diagnosis of Alzheimer's so she was in mid stages um, but still working still driving and she looked at the apartment and she said Pookie that's my nickname I want to live here you figure out how to pay for it well <laughs> okay let's work on that um, and fortunately mama had a long-term care policy and in the state of South Carolina where she was living at the time if you had a diagnosis of Alzheimer's you could enact your long-term care policy and it's like that in several states so that's something to know in case you are thinking about do you want to enact a long-term care policy so we did and mama moved in it's probably about as close to perfect as you're going to get in a situation because she asked for it now I'm going to tell you, a lot of your loved ones um, are probably not asking for assisted living because they went and visited their great aunt Martha 
1952 in what they called um, a nursing home, and it was a scary place. I was in some of those, not in 1952, because I was not born then. <laughs> but I remember going to some nursing homes many years ago, and yeah, scary places. Nobody ever said, oh, I can't wait to live there, right? And that's the image that a lot of our folks have. And so helping them to know that there are other options, especially in 2020, there are a lot of other options that are wonderful for the care of our loved ones. But there's two main things you need to think about when trying to discern when the perfect, and we're using that word loosely, when the perfect time is. And one is burnout and the other one is socialization. One is about you and the other one is about them. Burnout as a caregiver is important to be aware of. You know, most of us are not home, sitting back with our feet up, watching The Good Doctor all day long. By the way, that's one of my favorite shows, The Good Doctor, or maybe Grey's Anatomy, with nothing else to do except maybe read a book. We don't have that luxury. We are working. We have jobs. We have families. We have laundry. We have planning of meals. We got to clean the house. We've got to run the errands. And we got to work 40 hours a week. And a lot of us are still raising our children. And here in the middle of all of it, we have a loved one. In this case, let's pretend it's our mama that is uh, in the throes of dementia and needing a lot of physical care, uh, a lot of help cognitively, socially, um, and physically. And now we've added that to all the stuff we already had to do. Now, if you could ever think of a situation more ready for burnout than that, mm, I don't know what it is. Because, you know, there are just so many hours in the day. And somewhere in there, you've got to take care of you. And what we find is we go, oh, I can do this. I can manage it. I'm going to hire somebody to help me two hours a day. I've got it the rest of the time. And that might be true for a set amount of time, but you're soon going to find out that you are overwhelmed and you have burned out. And when you're burning at both ends, doesn't leave any room in the middle for anything else, it will have not just a psychological and emotional effect on you, it will have a physical effect on you. We see blood pressures go high, we see ulcers, we see depression, anxiety, um, a lot of things that we don't want going on in our life if we can possibly help it. So recognizing that you're at the point of burnout, maybe even before you get to that point, is important. Then the other thing was socialization, and that has to do with our loved ones. So, you know, our loved one might be doing just fine living in their home with minimal help. Maybe you do have someone coming in to visit mom from 5 to 7 or 5 to 9 every day, but the rest of the time they're by themselves. That means they're not talking to people, and they're hearing the TV a lot. They may be making donations to everywhere under the sun because they see it on TV, you know, to every charity that possibly might advertise. They're sending money to them or ordering stuff. Oh, I had a client who ordered stuff off of, um, the, what is that channel? I can't think of what you call it, the buying channel, you know, where you can buy all kinds of stuff. She ordered everything because she was bored. And when we're bored... Okay, lots of things happen. We don't eat properly. We increase our chances of wandering because we think, well, there's nothing else to do. Let's just go for a walk. And the next thing we know, we don't know where our loved one is because they've just gone for a walk and gotten very lost. 
or they may still be driving and decide to go for a drive and get very far away from home and have no idea how to get back. So we set them up for some very um, uh, negative situations. Um, and, and like I said, not eating right. They're not able to prepare healthy meals anymore and we see our folks begin to decline nutritionally and we have some dehydration going on and dehydration makes dementia worse so we have to be aware of all of that so the socialization aspect is important so if we can move our folks to an assisted living where we get a break where we know their physical cares their their physical needs, their emotional needs, their spiritual needs, their social needs are being met, then it gives us a break, doesn't it? Then maybe we can go back to being the daughter or the wife or the husband rather than the caregiver first and foremost and the wife, the daughter, or the husband second. We want to switch those roles so we can go back to being the relative and not the caregiver. And then it puts our loved ones in a community where they can interact with people like themselves. I have a friend who is building a beautiful new house, um, and it's not a cheap one she's building, and I can't wait for her to get it because she's putting in a pool, and I get to go swim in it, and that's kind of fun. And she's moving to a 55 and over community. Well, my friend is very much over 55. She's 82, and man, does she have it going on. I want to be her when I'm 82. But she said, Carol, one of the reasons I like the community is everybody there looks like me, and she points at her white hair. And you know, there's a lot of truth to that when you look out and you see people like you it is it's comforting and it is for our loved ones with dementia you know they can tell the same story over and over and over every day at lunch and every day at supper and the people they're eating with well they're probably not going to remember that you told that story yesterday and they're going to hear it again today they're probably not going to go good gracious Gertrude shut up I've heard it 79 times I don't want to hear it again because see they probably don't remember that Gertrude told them that story. Then there's activities that they can be involved in. They've got their own place where they can be independent. There's not somebody standing over there telling them what to do and when to do it, but those options are available for them, and that's important. They're getting their medications on time. Oh, that's hugely important. And the socialization and the good meals and all of that that comes with it, and the safety the safety of being in a community where somebody's laying eyes on them many, many times a day. Now, that doesn't happen in every community, and you have to be careful where you choose for your loved one. I am here to help you. I like to be that um, mediator between you, the decision, and, and the plan to help you step through that. And I'm happy to help you with that. You can write me, and my email is carol at let's talk dementia, L-E-T-S, T-A-L-K, D-E-M-E-N-T-I-A dot O-R-G. And I will be happy to help you in that journey of deciding, is it time? What are mom's needs? Um, what type care does she qualify for? Because just because you want assisted living doesn't mean she qualifies for assisted living. She might need memory care. Or we find out even sometimes folks need skilled nursing. And I can help you through that. We'll look at if there are VA benefits available to help pay for, for this care. Um, is she eligible for Medicaid? And you know all of those kinds of things. So let's talk. Let, let me help you through this. So in the meantime, tomorrow, my friend Stan's going to come and put in my closet shelving. And I'm going to get all that stuff in the back of my room put away and organized and 
I like organization. I like labeling things and getting everything straight and having life lined up again. Well, good luck for that in the rest of life, right? Good luck with that for myself, too. Good luck for that in my caregiving journey with Uncle Ernie, because you just can't line up life straight when dementia is part of the picture. Well, keep smiling, you guys. Keep smiling. It'll make you feel better and your loved one. Blessings to your day. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Dementia would like to thank our sponsors, National Association of Veterans and Families. You can reach them at 800-352-2919 on the internet at www.navf.org. They speak veterans so you don't have to. And you tell them Carol sent you when you call to inquire about benefits for the veteran, the spouse of the veteran, or both. Editor Beth, you can find Ms. Beth Crosby at EditorBeth.com. She is amazing at looking at what you've written and making sure it represents you well. Find her at www.EditorBeth.com. And HD Imports, located on Flint Street Extension in Rock Hill, South Carolina. That's York County. 803-985-0985. They are there for the hunt, the repair and maintenance of your Honda, Hyundai, Toyota, Kia. Tell them Carol sent you. Thanks for joining us today for Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia. To learn more about dementia, we recommend Carol's best-selling book, also titled Let's Talk Dementia. It's available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle versions. Be sure to like Let's Talk Dementia on Facebook and leave us a kind word of review on iTunes. Remember, knowledge brings power. Power brings hope. Hope brings smiles. And we all need more smiles. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll be right here when you come back to Let's Talk Dementia.